Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick podcast. It's your girl Amanda, and today I have a very exciting episode and an exciting guest. I'll let my guest introduce herself, so go ahead. Hi everyone, my name is Jeanette Hendricks, and I am the host of the Chronicles of an Introverted Black Woman. It is a podcast where, you know, I just talk about mental health, motherhood, about being an introvert in an extrovert world, and just balancing motherhood, being a teacher, and I'm also a reading specialist, and I work in um, Flatbush in Brooklyn. So all of that while being a mother at the same time, so trying to find balance between those two things. And I'm really excited to be on the podcast with you, Amanda. So yes. Fun. So fun fact, I've known Jeanette since I was like 10, and I'm <laughs> turning 30 this year, so... I've known you longer than I haven't known you. So that's crazy. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just thinking about that. I was like, wow. Like we really saw before we had children, before, yeah. you know, before we were teenagers. Yeah. So we were able to see our journeys and how, where we are now. Yeah. And by the grace of God, I'm happy where we are now, you right. know? No, we're we're both doing so well. I'm so proud. Um, So yeah, you kind of actually touched on it. So you mentioned motherhood and that's what we're talking about today, being a millennial mother. So Jeanette and I are both mothers. Um, I have a 10 year old and now I have a newborn. And Jeanette, how old is Logan? He's six, right? He just turned six, but he is like a 30 year old. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. (laughs) these kids are literally, they're kids in a, they're, what is it? um adults in kid bodies because I don't understand them (laughs) yes definitely the technology has advanced their knowledge so I I like it though because it's kind of like when I'm work with Logan even though he's six it's kind of like I'm talking to someone like I can really have a conversation with so it's a good time so that's the thing and that's the balance that I'm even trying to find myself because it's like you you're looking at a child but the conversation you're having is feeling like you're talking to another adult so Mm -hmm. then you don't also want to take it too far where it's like you're having conversations you shouldn't be having with them in a way oh yeah it gets to that point sometimes I'm like wait hold up I'm your mom exactly we're not doing this yeah so you do have to have that balance because I catch myself like joking and I'm like wait no yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly so like for you what would you say is just I'm going to start with all the positives like what is just for you the best part of being a mother um with your age with the generation we live in what's the best part of it so right now I'm 31 and Logan is six and I like the age he's at now because he I see myself in him a lot of the things he does I'm like wow that was me and just his love that he has for me like it's very unconditional like I'll yell at him and I'm like oh in my head but then like two hours later he's like I love you mom yeah so just that unconditional love from him that I haven't had and being able to see that I always try to reinforce it where I always tell him I love him and that he's important so I make sure that he's reassured as well so I love that part of being a mother yeah no same same and for me like what about you yeah like I had my son so young like you know I was 18 when I had him so honestly it's like we grew up together um so honestly my my firstborn I, I'm I'm gonna love all my kids but he has a different place because he's been with me through the hard times you know yeah <laughs> I remember yeah I remember. college days through all that so that really just makes me 
um, just appreciate him. And he's, he's just a really good kid. But you did kind of mention the whole disciplining, like sometimes you yell at, at Logan or like you discipline him as a mother would. And mm-hmm. finding that balance between how, how do you discipline your child, but you know, still, still do it in a way where they know that you love them. Cause I feel like sometimes our parents were kind of harsh on us and oh, I yeah. repeat that same thing, but you still don't want to not discipline your child. So how do you go about that? That's a good question. It's hard because depending on who you're around, like honestly, when I'm around certain family members, it can be hard when they see me um, disciplining Logan, like what? You better put him in shape or, you yeah. know, like I, you better not let him talk to you like that. And it's like, when you when you say that to a child, they're not able to express their feelings. So that's what I really focus on. Because Logan's very, he expresses himself freely. So if I say something, I yell at him and I walk away, he'll come and say, mom, like you yelled at me and I really hurt my feelings. And for him to be able to express that, that was something I had to work on. Mm. As a kid, you were not a go, what you mean? Yeah, I hurt your feelings. Go yeah, somewhere. yeah. You know, so moving away from that because you want your child to be able to express themselves because right. now we're 30 years old and we are struggling with expressing ourselves yeah. you know because we didn't know oh can I say this or am I going to look too emotional and it's like I want him to be able to express himself so when it comes to discipline him I usually give him timeouts I know some people are like oh timeouts no works. I do timeouts well I used to do yeah. timeouts he doesn't really get that anymore but yeah well yeah Logan's sick so it's yeah. different but it works because then it gives him time I'm like you know what you need to think about what you did and you know depending on how old the kid is so like Logan's six so then he gets a six minute time mm. and I'm like you know what you stay over there for six minutes I put a timer on and when it comes off and then I talk to him it's not like all right do you have something to say? He's like, no. So how you feel? Like, let's have a conversation about it. Mm. And I feel like he's well-developed because of that. Like he's able to express how he feels in school with other people because I made sure I put that foundation. And if I didn't like, oh, I told you what to do, that's it. And it's like no explanation attached to it. Then the kids are like learning on their own without really having the the tools to navigate their emotions. So true. So I don't know if that answered the question. No, that definitely answers it though, because it's just finding that balance, right? Because creating a space where they feel comfortable to talk to you. Because, you know, if your child can't talk to you, who are they going to talk to? They're going to get advice from people that's not going to have their best interest at heart. So I feel like that's what we didn't have. And no fault to our parents. They did what they thought was best. But I feel Mm -hmm. like now in the generation that we are, where everyone's talking about mental health and we're talking about therapy, we have a different approach to it. But in the same, um, it's a fine line though, because sometimes it's like, okay, where is it where you're just expressing yourself or is it just like, you're completely just looking for excuses, right? So with Aiden, for example, I <laughs> I don't know if this is a boy thing, but I constantly yeah. have to remind him to do the things that he know he's supposed to be doing, right? And it's I feel like, like I do that with my students. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and, well, and that's a good thing too, though, because you're a teacher, so you also have a different perspective of just kids in general. Yeah. Before I, think it's I had thing. Aiden, I didn't have a lot of experience with kids, so I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. And for me as a kid, I was super independent. Like I was my mom's only child. So I just knew how to do things. So I'm like, all right, if you did this yesterday, how did you forget you're supposed to do it again today? So sometimes I find myself running out of patience because it's like, I told you yeah. to do this already, you know? So, but I also don't want him to feel like, because sometimes I'm like, oh, mama, I forgot. And then my mom, I'm like, did you forget? Because you just have to do or it. Or you're using it. Yeah. So what you do, what I do in situations like that, it's like, oh, you forgot. Okay. So we're going to make sure you don't forget again. 
And you got to write it down, post it, something like, look, this is your reminder. Yeah. I'm giving you another chance. It shouldn't happen again. Right. So if you put that, if you make sure you say it, and it's like, okay, now she may, she's going to really watch me. Whereas yeah. if you say, okay, and it's like, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. So I think doing that, because you don't know, maybe he really did forget. Because right. even though they're younger, they have a lot on their mind too. Well, that's a good point. Because a, yeah. a lot of us feel like, what could a kid possibly be going through? You know? Two and, years in a pandemic, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what a lot of parents, and especially like you said, grandparents, they're like, well, grandparents spoil the kids, but it's the other- I know, family. yeah. <laughs> it's the other family members that's like, you know, you better put him in check. And it's like, yeah. come on. So I don't know, you said with Logan, it took you, it took work for y'all to get to the point where Logan could talk to you. What Mm -hmm. what kind of work, like, what would you say you had to do to get there? So with me and him, we always had a lot of conversations, like, how are you feeling? Mm. Right. And before bedtime. And one time I did it and he would say things that I'm like, wow, I did do that. And I didn't mean it in that way. Cause you know, as adults, we have so much going on. We're working. Uh, we got to make sure we got food and all that stuff. And when your kid is doing something that may be annoying yeah. and you're like, oh, I found it. And then for them, they're like, what? I, I just wanted to say something. They'll feel like and you were like, reacting. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll tell me like, mom, like you yelled at me and all that. And I'm like, and he was able to express that and he remembered it. Hmm. Now, if I didn't ask him how he felt today and I just left it alone, he went to sleep, he would have that, you know? And so once I started asking him those questions, it was like, okay, I got to do this all the time. Because who knows, how is he feeling about school? How is he feeling about when he goes to his dad's or his grandmother's? Like, I think it's important for us to just start by just asking, how are you feeling? And that can open it up. And you can even do an example, like, this is how I feel. And Logan's younger, so I would show pictures or think of characters they know, because they need to learn what emotions look like and how to express it. And if we don't show our kids that, they're going to turn into adults who are always like, or just don't know how to manage their emotions and I think that's where it all comes down to like talking to your kids like you know when like how we were when we were six and eight or nine we had our own ideas we were able to communicate so we got to feed our kids the same way they're and I think they're more advanced because technology now definitely way more advanced than we were yeah so basically checking in with your kids and I feel like that's something for anybody listening don't feel like oh you know your kid doesn't have anything to say like just check in with them and in the beginning it might be awkward because you might both not know what to expect they may not know what yeah. to say you may not know how to guide the conversation but just doing that on a daily and even after you punish them you know check in with them you know and explain why you punish them because a lot of times we would get punished and it, it felt like for no reason you know what I mean? most of the time yeah. you just don't know why like I don't know what I did but I'm crying exactly so it's like explain why you want them to do something or why they're being punished and the benefit of it it's like I'm taking your iPad away because you know like yes this is the outcome that I'm expecting like right now Aiden's on limited um iPad time because like I said he was neglecting the things that he was supposed to be doing and I told him I'm like listen I have no problem with you being on the iPad but when it's going to affect your your um responsibilities then we need to cut back on it and when i can see that you can handle responsibilities with the ipad then you get your ipad back you know what i'm saying like i don't benefit anything like yeah. i don't need the ipad so you can play with it but not at your own detriment you know what i mean so just having those open conversations with your kid and letting them understand like all right my mom's not just being mean for no reason um yeah because that's what i thought all my you know growing yeah. up and it's like if they just express the way you did with Aiden like I'm taking your iPad away 
for this. Not yeah. I'm taking it away because you ain't listen. Yeah. What? Listen to what? You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah, like, like can listen. you give me specifics? Yeah. Us as adults, if your boss or anyone tells you something, you want to know X, Y, and Z. Can you please yeah. elaborate? Yeah. So your kid is not going to tell you. Can you elaborate on why? <laughs> <laughs> but then also, also, though, I know it's easier said than done. How do you feel like um, people our age can get to that point, though? Because it is frustrating. I'm not going to lie. Like you said, you have a lot of things on your mind. You're trying to pay your bills. You're trying to do all of that. And sometimes it's frustrating. How can we get to that point where we can have these conversations with our kids? I honest, I'm honest with Logan. Like when it comes to money, when it comes to paying bills, like, cause I feel like when we grew up, it was always like, don't worry about that, be a kid. And I, you know, I want Logan to be a kid, but I also want him, I don't want him to grow up and be like oblivious either. Right. So sometimes like, oh mom, can you get me uh, something on Roblox? And I'll talk to him like, okay, this is what you want me to buy. Okay, but we also need that. Like, I'm real honest with him. And I feel like he's only six, but a lot of people that have interacted with Logan, they're like, what? He's, he's, he's very mature. Because yeah. I feel like when you see a six-year-old or anyone at a young age, they assume, oh, they're, they're kids, let them be kids. Yeah, he can still be a kid, but he also can't ignore what's going on in the world. And I want him to be ready for that. So I'm very open when it comes to, like, if he wants something, I'm like, I can't get it because we need this. Yeah. You like your room, right? You like your bed, right? You like, and then he's like, oh, okay. And then it, it honestly makes a connection rather than your parents saying, I'm not buying that. Yeah. Because I don't got money. And it's yeah. like, okay, I'll explain to you why we don't have money currently. <laughs> like, yeah. because we need to save. So then you teach them about investing and all those things to add value to their life. I think the most important thing is like adding value yeah. and just being able to teach them. And then also you want to create them to be independent thinkers. So I always ask Logan a lot of questions. Instead of just giving him the answer, you want them to also figure it out on your own. Right. Because you don't want them to be dependent. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Because then, like you said, once they grow up, it doesn't matter if they know it or not. The real world is going to hit them. You know what I mean? And it's going to be- Like it hit us. Yeah. <laughs> it will be much harder to digest when, you know, you're in college now and you don't know how to manage your money and no one ever taught you. So just learning these things as you grow up. And of course, you'll make it relevant to the stage that your child is. You know, if your child- yeah, Of course. You're not going to, you know what I'm saying? So like you just make it relevant as they grow up. So it's going to be for their own benefit because you're going to do your child a disservice if they have no real- no real world skills um because the world don't care like the world does not care it'll let them take out all these student loans and do all this and that they have no idea what the outcome is going to be no and i honestly didn't learn about like how to raise logan and do all these things until i started working in chelsea so like we live in new york so chelsea is a neighborhood in manhattan and there's a lot of wealthy people there and when i worked in those schools the way the kids were free thinkers they were very independent and I was like I want Logan to be just like that and then when I started seeing how the parents talk to their kids they talk to them in a way where it's like okay they have conversation with them right. they actually I was like you talk to your kid and you let them have an opinion yeah so I made sure I'm like that's what I want Logan to have because you see the difference they're able to think on their own they're able to voice their opinions and advocate for themselves you want your kids to be able to advocate for themselves they can't do that if you're always spoon feeding them and they become dependent on you. Yeah. So that's why I think if the balancing of discipline, it all comes with like conversation, learning, and just little at a time. You know, you just can't expect your child tomorrow to be doing all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Little at a time for sure. Yeah. How do you call, this is something that I know a lot of people that are our age that have kids. They talk mm -hmm. about like 
the entitlement. They say that this the younger generation has a sense yes. of entitlement. And how do you do you do you know what I'm talking about? Like they just yes feel, yeah. No, and I honestly catch myself acting like my parents sometimes. Like I get like a little flashback. Like what? what, what, what did you do? And I still do that. Like that's still. I'm like okay. There's a certain way you you talk to me. Like I have to explain that because sometimes they just see what, what they hear outside, what they see on TV. Because the too? way when I sit and watch TV with him, I'm like they talk to their parents like that. Yeah. So it, it's what they see, and you just explain like I'm your mother. Yeah. And you don't do that. Like you and you set clear boundaries. You have to set clear boundaries with your kids and ex- expectations. Yeah. Like these are the expectations. This is what I expect from you. It's not all fun and games. You have a good time, yeah. but I'm still your mother. So yeah. just make sure it's a clear boundary. Like, yeah, I have fun with Logan, but he also knows when I make that face what time it is. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. No, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> that face, is, it's like, you don't have to say anything. Just look at this face and know I'm not playing with you right now. You know what I mean? And then he comes and gives me a hug. And give me a hug, like I love you, mom. Yeah, because you know what's what's about to happen is my fault. No, honestly, because a lot of it, and it's like sometimes it's like you know you want because my it really hurts me because sometimes like I want to be friends with you, but you're really trying me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to. We need to find that line where it's like you understand that this is completely my parent. Although she loves me and we have a good time, there's a line that I do not cross because I'm not gonna lie, like looking back at the way we were raised there are some parts where i'm truly grateful for oh like, of course you know because our parents, I wouldn't be who i am i would not we would not be who we are exactly. if it wasn't for the way they raised exactly. us exactly exactly and i've been very independent like just knowing how to get things done and i it wouldn't have been like that like you said if our parents didn't do that so in my mind the back of my mind i'm scared i'm like am i going to be raising a child that doesn't know how to you know get these things done so just always trying to find that line and sometimes it's yeah the balance yeah it is hard because you also see how like what you are like because we all have childhood trauma yeah like and then you sit and think like, okay, I don't want to do that with my child, but also don't want to do this. So it's yeah. a constant like back and forth. Yeah. But you also just got to give yourself grace, you know, like look how old Aiden is right now, yeah. you know, like Logan six. Hey, I must be doing an okay job. Right. Right. So you just got to give yourself credit, give yourself grace. Cause you know, like you said, before you had Aiden, you had no idea, like I didn't know how to, how to raise a kid. Yeah. So every day is just a learning experience and you can't beat yourself up. At the end of the day, they're going to love you regardlessly. Yeah. You know, yeah. just give yourself patience. Yeah. The serious part is like, you think it's like, dang, I'm doing all this. And then like one day my child going to be in therapy talking about, oh, how my mom. I know. <laughs> like the way, the way we're in therapy now, like, oh, you know, my childhood. But it's like, at the end of the day, like you said, if you try your best and your intentions are pure, we all love our kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, no one gets a manual on how to raise these kids. Like we're all just trying to learn from experience and then also from our own intuition. So we're all trying mm-hmm. our best. So kind yeah. of switching gears, we're, you know, we're mothers as we've stated, but we're still young. Like we're in our late twenties, early thirties. How do you find the balance between, you know, still wanting to go to brunch, but taking care of a child and not feeling that guilt? So for me, I have to plan ahead. Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, a lot of my friends, fam, they have learned to understand, like, if you want to go out with me, you can't hit me up the night before. Right. Like, hey, we're going to the No. 
Like, you got to give me two weeks notice and we're going to make it happen. Logan's going to go somewhere. But it's a lot about planning, scheduling. That's the biggest thing for me um, to find balance. And even with Logan, like, I will tell him, like, mommy needs some time. Mm-hmm. Like, I need some time. And he'll say, okay. And he'll go in his room. Yeah. And you could even do that. Like, I feel like every day, mothers need to have time for themselves mm-hmm. every single day. Not one day should go past when you don't have at least 30 minutes to yourself with no kid, no nothing, just you. Yeah. Because if you don't, you don't go crazy. <laughs> Trust me that, you know, I've been there. Yeah. So like for me, the one thing is like having time built in. If you got to make a schedule, like Logan's big on schedules. Like he loves looking at the calendar. The, oh, wow. the clock. <laughs> yeah, cause you, yeah, he loves stuff like that. So if we have like, okay, Logan, for 30 minutes, we're doing this. For 15 minutes, we're doing that. And it, it helps, but you have to put those those foundations in place because you need to have structure if you want to have structure and balance in your life how are you going to do that if you're not even putting things in place right so you know I'm a teacher so we already have to have schedules and all this stuff so I just honestly use what I use in the classroom because you have to have all these schedules and times and I use that at home yeah but make it more like loose not like so structured yeah yeah. you know and it helps it really does because Logan knows like if I look I'm like Logan go in your room you got some Netflix time watch a movie and I'm in the living room. Like, if he needs me, he can call whatever. But yeah. it's like, I'm watching TV, drinking my wine, or whatever. Just having me time. Yeah. And I'll tell him, like, oh, you need to be alone. Yes, Logan, I just need <laughs> to, I love you. <laughs> and you just have to communicate that. Because now he even does it. Like, mom, can I be alone? I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I love that. No, because honestly, mom guilt is real. And that's what leads to burnout. Because you feel like you yes. can't spend a minute um, away from your child and now you're frustrated and now the smallest things that your child does you're blowing up at them you know yeah you didn't have any time to yourself and society doesn't help like when a mother does something it's like oh wow she went out oh she went on a vacation but like you know if selfish yeah where's that where's your child who's with your child you sitting there for a week yeah get out of here it's crazy because i deserve it I went, um, me and my husband, we went out to eat like a couple yes, weeks after I had the baby. <laughs> a couple weeks after I had the baby. And I kind of like, you know how you post your plate on Instagram and someone DM me like, where's the baby? And I'm like, like, where's the baby? Am I going to bring the baby? Like, Home by himself. Right. You know, he's, <laughs> he's warming up his bottle as a new, like he's with my mother. Like, why are you DMing me this? You know? So it's just like, people will add to it. So you have to just make up your own mind. Like, like you said, if it's 30 minutes a day, if it's 15 minutes a day, whatever works for you and your kids, just still get that time out um, and yeah. do it. So I also, another thing I do, I usually wake up early too. A lot of people don't like to do that. I don't like to wake up early, but I started waking up early and like, cause if I have to wake up, Logan, I wake up Logan at 6.30, I'll wake up like 5.30. So I have that hour. Girl, you don't understand. Like I'm waking up, giving him hugs instead of saying, get up, we gotta go. Ooh, yeah. Cause you have this urgency of like, we have to go. We have to go to school. I'm going to be late. Versus you wake up an hour, drink your tea, listen to your music, read a little book, and then you like wake up. It's a, even Logan like, mom, you're so happy. Yeah, because you have your time. You need, you cannot fill, you know, you can't give your cup if it's empty. Yeah. You know, you have to fill your cup first. So I just wanted to say that like you have to, if you want to fill your cup first, you got to get up earlier than your child. You can't be waking up at the same time. That's a good <laughs> tip. 
that's a good yeah. tip because the way you wake those kids up kind of sets the tone for the day what? yeah it sets the tone and a, a lot of people like I know when we were growing up we used to be woken up we like, running ready lucky you didn't get water thrown on you <laughs> it used to be bad like we were not there was no gentle parenting back then like nowadays I'd be seeing gentle parenting I'm like oh I wish I had this when I was growing up I know. now I wake up Logan like good morning sunshine like but if I didn't wake up early I'm like get up like taking yeah. the sheet off turning the yeah. light on like get up get up that's but a when good you have that yeah no definitely it worked I started doing that and it's like a whole, like it just came, sets the tone for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned being a reading specialist, right? Yes. Can you yes. tell us more about that and like what mothers can learn and gain from that? So I could, I want to actually tell you like the experience of it. So yeah. I work in a charter school. So charter schools rules are a little bit different from like DOE. So if I worked in DOE, I would have to get like a certification and take an exam but I already have a master's in literacy education. So I have all this knowledge. And then I started in charter, you don't need to have any certification. So I'm a reading specialist in a charter school and I work with um, third, fourth and fifth graders, which if you don't know, third grade is a very important grade. Like if your child is not on grade level by third grade, it is so hard to get them to where they need to be because not only are they struggling to read the words now they have to make meaning at the same time Mm -hmm. so I work with third fourth and fifth graders who are two grade levels below so like the kids I'm working with they're like reading at second first grade first grade second grade third grade level in fifth grade fourth grade Mm -hmm. so like I deal with the kids where I'm focusing on building their confidence Mm -hmm. like it's not even about teaching them how to read first it's like building the confidence of okay how do I get to be able to be a good reader or what does a good reader look like so that's what I really focus on so I do the intervention in the school so I'm kind of like that resource teacher where you pull the kids out the classroom yeah yeah okay I love it because I was gonna say do you also provide that service for like oh yes yeah like tell us about that because they might be listening that you know their kids may need it you know yeah so in the middle of the pandemic you know, I was working in DOE originally in 2021. And that's the Department of Education, guys, for anyone that may not know what that is. Yes. Wait, what? I said DOE, Department of Education. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes, Department of Education. So that's like a public schooling system in New York. So I was working there originally and the pandemic hit. We went remote and I was trying to balance motherhood because my right. son, he has an IEP. So he has special needs that he needs to work on, right? So I had to already manage that. Mm-hmm. So he had to go to physical therapy. He's going to speech. And then I also had to maintain 30 kids on the computer screen. Wow. It was a mess. So then I ended up quitting my job in the middle of the pandemic. Wow. Um, yeah, I took a risk. And then I launched my podcast. And I also launched in at Literacy Corner. Because I was like, there are other parents who are out here, mothers who are out here who have no knowledge of education, mm-hmm. no background in how to support their kid. And I'm sitting here trying to support my son and I'm struggling. Yeah. So I could imagine women out there. So that's when I decided to create an online platform called Jeanette's Literacy Corner. And it's it's more than an educational service, right? It's a community for mothers that you know want to create a life without limits, you know, yeah. because I feel like we put so many limits on ourselves as mothers like oh I can't do that because I have my kid or you know I can't do that yet maybe when they get older so it's like no we're gonna live a life without limits by thinking outside the box like really 
letting go of your limiting beliefs and saying, you know what, I may not be able to do it in this way, but I'll find a way to get it done. Yeah. And that's the way I've been thinking. Like if I'm able to quit my job in the middle of the pandemic and still survive yeah. and end up finding a reading specialist job and then create a successful business, then anybody else can do that. Any mother can. That's amazing. Cause you know me since I, since you were little, Yeah. like it wasn't, it was just me sticking to a goal yeah. and saying like, I have to do more and find balance. So that's the goal of genetic literacy corner. Um, and I, and I could talk about the services. So it's broken down. There's two types of services. It's going to start in March. I have the monthly membership where it'll include monthly zoom calls, Q and A's. We'll also have like a discord community. So you could talk to other mothers. Yeah. So I also post resources in there. I'm out of breath. I need some water. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of stuff that's going to be a part of it. So definitely it's going to be a community because the goal is that we learn better when we work with and hear other ideas. Yes. Um, and I was in a community of other women and I learned so much. Mm. So I was like, I need to do the same thing. Like I can't keep all this knowledge to myself. Mm. My son is reading at a first grade reading level. He's in kindergarten. And I did that in the pandemic. Yeah. He's on honor roll in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. So I'm like, if all the tools I use for my son, I need to share that with other mothers. So that's the goal of the business. That is good. Where can people find more information about that? So I actually have a website. It's Jeanette's Literacy Corner. So J-E-A-N-E-T-T-E-S, literacycorner.com. And you can go on there. And I also have a shop too. So like I make, because on the side, you know, I'm a graphic designer. So I design mugs, um, journals, bags and stuff like that so um you know i'm trying to make that passive income i don't blame you girl <laughs> we're all on it i do not Man. blame you but i'll be sure to like put all that information in the notes so people can just you know click the link because i'm sure like you said other women are going through it as well so if you had just like words of encouragement to give to mothers it doesn't even have to be millennial mothers right because we're all trying to get through this trying to raise kids to be just well-rounded oh. individuals, right? So what words of encouragement or advice would you leave for any mother that's listening? For me, because I struggle with like, I'll be honest with you, like I struggle with depression. Like that's like, I didn't know about that until I was older. And then I started going to therapy and I had, and I struggled with anxiety. So for me, finding that balance was really important and be just speak yourself up. Cause like we all have those negative thought patterns, yeah. right? I wake up every morning like, oh, you can't do this. You can't. And then you just have to tell yourself like, I'm going to do it. Like I literally have posted all in my room, mm. like of just affirmations. And like, if you follow me on Instagram, that's all I post yeah. because everything I'm posting those affirmations is not just for the, the people looking. That's for me too. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling at that moment. Like, whew, no negative self-talk today. Yeah. You just got to uplift yourself, positive words. Think back to where you were. 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, think back to where you were a year ago and just ground yourself. That really, really helps me so much. And, you know, me having anxiety, I don't see it as like a, a negative thing. I'm learning to live with it, you know, because we all have anxiety. That's what keeps us to survive, mm-hmm. but you have to have a balance. And I like every morning I wake up and, you know, you have your little mantra. And my mantra is, you know, change your perspective, you change your life. Like, that's really it. That's if you really sit there and say, okay, I'm going to change the way I'm thinking, then everything else is going to start to fall into place. And I, it re- I really mean that. 
because I was literally living in my parents' basement a year ago mm. with my son, living in bags. And when it rained, like, because, you know, we lived in a flood zone. Yeah. So when it would rain, the basement would flood. And, and I'm in a basement with my son wow. for two years. Wow. So like I, when I talk about really getting yourself out of stuff, like I've done that. And now I'm living in Brooklyn in a two bedroom apartment in Flatbush. So it's like- and for the people that are not from New York, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's bank, okay? Yeah, exactly, trust me. And, and just cause I'm on this side and you know, about the rooftop and I made sure like, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it big. Yeah. And if I was able to do that where I quit my job, started a business, moved out of my parents' house, moved to Brooklyn where it's like, you living in a box, but you know, you, it's a better environment. And yeah. for anyone who's in an environment that they can't be themselves in, like you really have to change your environment. Like I couldn't function until mm-hmm. I changed my environment. Once I changed my environment, everything started to be a little bit better. And when I mean by changing your environment, if you're in a room, decorate it, mm-hmm. you know, like put some pictures up, put some quotes up. Cause you, you know, you might not be able to move tomorrow. Like it took me two years to get out of where I was, you know, but you just have to change your perspective. That, that's where it really comes down to. That's good. No, that's really good. I learned a lot from you today as well. So I hope, and I learned from you too, man. Yeah. Cause you got two kids. Okay. <laughs> You've been a mom longer than me. <laughs> no, but I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations on it everything everything um so yeah guys like you guys check up with Jeanette um any questions that you may have I'm sure she's open to answering them so just look out for all of her information in the show notes and if you could just give me Instagram one last time just for the people that like to listen instead of read oh yes and one more thing um I also have my podcast we just started season three the Chronicles yeah. of an Introverted Black Woman. Yeah. So you can find the podcast on anywhere you listen to a podcast. But most likely, most people listen on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So check that out. The new season is all about um, just me. Just doing you. Like loving your life and finding more time for yourself. Like that's the really the goal. Because, you know, as mothers, we don't take time for ourselves. It's no. like we give to everyone else but ourselves. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram is Jeanette's Literacy Corner at Jeanette Literacy Corner. So that's where you can find my Instagram. Okay. And you guys always know you can follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to confessionsofachristianchick at gmail.com. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.